hello everybody, I'm Steve Huffman. I'm one of the pastors here at the Vineyard Church in Mishawaka, Indiana, and welcome to the Team Vineyard Podcast, where we help you love Jesus, grow together, and give back. And I've got a couple of folks with me on the podcast. I've got Leah Kurtz, who's our worship director. Hello, everyone. And Pastor Cameron Clark, who does so much here around the church. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and we have special guest, Larissa Miller from the Upper Room in Dallas. Hey, guys. So uh, we are going to talk about a number of topics, but I want to talk about uh, chasing God. So for those of you listening, uh, if you didn't know, uh, about once a year, we set aside a number of days where we call it Chasing God and we invite some of the best speakers that we can find in to help Team Vineyard and the rest of the folks around the vineyard really get a great connection to God. And and uh, so we're just sort of in the middle of that is where we're uh, talking about this podcast. And so I want to ask uh, maybe Leah and Cameron and Larissa, because she was here last night, what were some of your favorite things about Chasing God over, over the last two nights, we're, we're two nights in. I sort of lose track of days in the <laughs> middle of a stretch yeah. like this. So, what, Leah, what was your favorite over the last two nights? Yeah, I might be biased, but worship. I mean, <laughs> and I really appreciate everyone that comes because they're hungry. And yeah. so it's like from the first moment that we start worship, there's energy in the room. There's a focus on Jesus. It's just easy. Like as a worship leader, it's so easy to lead because everyone's just loving the Lord and in. Yeah, so that's like 30 seconds favorite. in, the whole room's mm-hmm. gone. Oh, yeah. And it's like an eruption of praise. They're so mm-hmm. loud. And it's just really encouraging. Yeah, it's been great. Mm-hmm. Cameron, favorite part? Yeah, I think there's there's been a distinct commonality, similarity between the two nights so far. And it's been really encouraging to see the desire and hunger for prayer and and oh. to seek God in the midst of it. Like it started night one with Pastor Choco and yeah, we had Choco de Jesus night one. Yeah, yeah, and just seeing the call at the end of people coming up and just wanting prayer and just I mean, what would probably 150 people come up, maybe yeah, more, cool. and just say I need prayer. And then last night just unprompted just people running to the front saying i need prayer mm-hmm. i need more of jesus and this yeah. the the hangout afterwards of just dwelling in the midst of the spirit and what the spirit was doing just mm-hmm. that's been really encouraging to see yeah so you know it's around. a special evening when people uh i think it was over an hour after service just hung yeah. in the sanctuary some of them just sat yeah. Wow. So some of them received prayer. So that was that was a special time. Larissa, you were here last night. You mm-hmm. you didn't hear Pastor Choco the day before, but mm-hmm. what was one of your favorite moments? I love what you said, Cameron. I love watching the body minister to the body, just looking around and seeing so many people pray for each other. And then um, I think another favorite moment, you had a gal get up and give like a, it was like a spoken word. What yeah, would you call that? Word. And I love seeing a variety of gifts expressed to the Lord and watch people encounter Jesus through just a variety of gifts. And that was a really powerful moment, Yeah, I think. So um, we've got a number of questions, but I'm going to ask one off that if I can. So uh, I visited Upper Room a couple of times now, and you have a special place in your heart there for creatives. when we were down there the first time in 2017, people were painting and expressing mm-hmm. their gifts that way. And and then 
you have a dance company, is yeah. that? So can you just share a snippet about like your love for creatives? And, yeah. and I think you shared a sentence or two last night about creatives. Yeah. So can you share yeah. a little bit about your heart for those? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that has been so special to us is learning about King David and all the people that he employed in his tabernacle just to minister to the Lord. I think there were 4,000 singers and musicians that he full-time employed to minister to the Lord. And so there was this variety of skills and gifts and callings that were expressed to the Lord. And I think that, um, I mean, imagine 4,000. And I've heard people say numbers about you know, what modern day, what that would be, billions of dollars um, to keep that going. But I think that today in this day and age, the church maybe has lost some of our expression of that to the Lord. And so then you have people sitting at open mic nights and in bars expressing just this gift inside of them that I believe was made for the glory of God. Um, And so just trying to make room for creatives to express what is inside of them for the Lord. And so whether it's poetry or whatever, that was just really cool to see here last night. But dance is something that, yeah, just sort of came to us. We didn't go seek that out, but it's a beautiful thing to watch. And and you even mentioned like art, like museums today are just so sometimes dark. Yes. And there's there's a God given talent there that can be expressed mm-hmm. for the kingdom. Yes. In in kingdom building ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So last <laughs> night at Chasing God, you talked about loving Jesus first and just what that looks like, and we should mm-hmm. love Him first because He loved us first. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I want to start with the questions mm-hmm. that I have. But the first question I have is kind of a a big question. Um, But I noticed this last night and I've noticed it before. Mm -hmm. When you walk into a room, Mm -hmm. you like just carry this Mm -hmm. intimacy with Mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like everyone that is in the room, you walk in and they get a little closer to Jesus. Mm -hmm. That might sound weird, but Mm -hmm. that's just the feeling that I got. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I want to ask you, like, how did you cultivate, how do you cultivate that intimacy with Jesus in your daily life? Wow. It's kind of a big question. Well, thank you for that. I want that to be the thing that marks my life. Um, And I think it's a good question. I Oh, man, I just, I need him all the time. And so I I think that there's times kind of like, you know, my, my husband and I, Michael, we have, we have a date night where we go on dates, and it's time for just us to be focused yeah. on each other, focused on our marriage, focused on our relationship. And it's, it's so sweet, and I think it's really saved us. Um, and, and then we have, you know, the rest of the week is just, it's full with kids and ministry and all the things. But that that time focused together is so sweet. And I, I think my relationship with the Lord is similar in some ways in that I have to have the that just time where it's just us. That it's not, yeah. I'm not meeting with him so that I can, um, I'm not, I'm not studying my Bible so that I can preach. I'm not studying yeah. my Bible so that I can share a sermon. I'm not 
I'm not praying just so I can go minister to people. I'm just doing it just to be with him. And it flows, there's an overflow from that yeah. place that when when I'm not, you know, when I'm not on date night, <laughs> if you will, um, the connection is still there. So, yeah. so you know, it's like we have date night, but then when we pass each other in the kitchen, when I'm making kid lunches or whatever, there's a sweetness, there's an intimacy. And I think that the Lord, when we have that special time with him, and then we're, we have this connection sort of all day long that I'm really, you know, I want to grow and practice that. But it's it's uh, it's communing. You know, he says pray continually, mm-hmm. pray without ceasing. It's continually communing with him, knowing your need of him all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah. Just I have four kids, so I know I need him a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. So. You mentioned a couple things just mm. briefly that you do during that time, but mm-hmm. like really practically mm-hmm. when you sit down and spend time with Jesus, mm-hmm. I'm sure it looks different. It could look different mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. but what do you do? Like, do you just read your Bible? Mm-hmm. I know I'm trying not to be super practical, but it yeah. is helpful, I think, for people. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, I one thing I shared last night was how, like you said, he loved us first and mm-hmm. and. So for me, like my like when I'm bringing the tithe to the church, it's the tithe is not just ten percent of my income; it's the first ten percent, the first fruit. So when I'm spending time with him, I want it to be the first thing that I do. So yeah. I don't want to pick up my phone and scroll through social media first thing. I want him to be the first thing that I think of and focus on. So. I um I have Bible reading that I do every day. I want I want to get the full picture of God. I want to know Him, you know, from Genesis to Revelation. So I read. I follow a plan every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I I want to have time. I I love the idea of reading my Bible while communing with Him. Like you're 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 reading it, and He's. He's saying something. Say you're reading in Revelation 1 where he says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm, you know, I'm the first and the last. I have, I hold the keys to death and Hades, and I'm alive forevermore. And so I'm not just reading it. I'm like, oh, Jesus, you're right here. You're the mm-hmm. living word of God. And so I'm wanting to commune with him as I'm ingesting his word because he is the living word. And whilst also opening my heart to him while I'm doing that. So then I may have that time of reading and then I may just have a time where I'm, I open my heart, where if I'm struggling, if I'm hurt, if I'm in pain, if I'm in fear, if I'm whatever, that I just pour that out to him um, in, in, while I'm worshiping, while I'm praying, and I'm letting him minister to me and and sort of you know we talk about that beautiful exchange where you yeah. bring your you bring your pain you bring your lack you bring your need you bring your suffering and you you offer it up to him you know yeah. cast your burdens to him because he cares for you and yeah. so i try to never leave the place of the secret place the place of prayer without having cast my burdens onto him and receive you know, he says, come to me, all you're weary and heavy laden, you'll find rest for your soul. 
And so I want, when I leave that place, to know that, man, my my soul has been put at rest with mm-hmm. you here, Lord, that I want to live. When I walk out of here and someone's screaming for breakfast or yeah. so-and-so <laughs> hit so-and-so or, you know, people big problems that you know in in pastoring a church people's real pain that they're walking through losses and deaths and divorces and things that people walk through to not be overwhelmed by those that to live from a place of rest in christ so that's a long answer but no that was awesome yeah really helpful that's a beautiful people should probably rewind the podcast (laughs) and listen to that like three or four times Mm. Because it is helpful for people to to hear like some of the practical, really, mm-hmm. without being. I think sometimes people get tripped up with a right. formula, right? And then they miss the formula one day, and then they're off the tracks. And mm-hmm. it's it's a relationship. It's not right. a transaction. It's a, it's not a formula. Right. I got to drive around with you a little bit mm. uh, today, and not that you're perfect. <laughs> Definitely not. But. Even just when you were in the back seat, you're you're praying, you're communing with the Lord, and mm-hmm. and trying to stay connected. It was, it was great to hear that. Mm. So. Yeah. So you mentioned that you read. You're intentional to read the Word of God, to mm-hmm. read the Bible every day. Mm-hmm. Talk about. I've heard you talk about your just love for the Word before, and mm-hmm. so like even for young people, I think sometimes we can. Um, just want the experience or the encounter Mm -hmm. with, I don't know if that makes sense with God, like during worship or as we're praying, but what's, can you just talk about like the importance of knowing the word of God, the Bible? Yeah, I cannot overemphasize that, especially in uh, where our culture is at. Knowing the word of God is going to safeguard you from so much knowing the full word of God like in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God like if you want to know God he is revealed in his word there is nothing more precious that he's given us than the ability to read that ingest it and let it become truth on the inside of us I mean it is the it's a weapon it's a it's a safe place. I mean, I love to tell people like, hey, any emotion you have, you can find in the Psalms. Any hard thing you're going yeah, through, wow. you can start. I heard Bill Johnson say one time he started in Psalm 1 and he will just keep reading out loud until he hears his own voice. And so there's so many things that you could, there's nothing about the human experience that you can't identify with in the word of God. And then, you know, you can be secure that that's going to lead you into truth and freedom. You know, Jesus said, and then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Knowing him as he's revealed as the, as the spirit of truth, the person of truth, the man of truth. You know, he's the man full of grace and truth. He is the word of God. So you cannot know him and experience him and say that, like, that's dead and boring. Yeah. He is that. Mm-hmm. So if a, if a young adult came to you yeah. and they were they uh, were somewhat familiar with the Bible mm-hmm. because they may have grown up in a church, but... Mm-hmm. They were maybe struggling with understanding it. What would yeah. you tell them? Like, give mm-hmm. them some a handle to hold on to to say, start here and do these three things. Yeah. What would you tell them? Yeah. Oh man, that's a great question. I think you would start in the Gospels. 
And I think that I also highly recommend reading versions that you can understand. So, mm. like, uh, I speak Spanish, but I'm not, like, uber um, fluent. And so I read, like, the kids' version of the Bible in Spanish because I can understand it. And the goal is for you to to hear it and to understand it. So whatever version you can read that's like, I, can, I get this. But I think the Gospels is just a beautiful place to start. And then I would also say that there's something uh, really powerful about the just being committed to it and watching inviting the Holy Spirit to help you understand. Even when Jesus was on the road to Emmaus with those disciples before they recognized him, he it says that he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And so it's something I pray when I have my Bible and I say, God, open my mind to understand this. Mm-hmm. And so there's something to be said for the long haul of like reading it, even listening to it in the car, falling asleep, listening to it. And over time, he begins to reveal himself in the word, even if you don't understand every bit of what you're saying. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Of what you're reading. Yeah, I think there's, while you were, while you were talking, it, it reminded me and of something Pastor Choco said on night one. He was talking about faith. It, it doesn't start with understanding. It starts no. with obedience. Wow. And yeah. I think that just perfectly bleeds into what you just said. Mm. It, your, your devotion to reading the Bible may start, and, and, and many times it's a discipline. It's a discipline. Yeah. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. I, I want to do this. But, but I think as you, as you understand and people develop into the importance of knowing the Word and letting that speak into your life, mm-hmm. it, it can turn from a, from a discipline into a desire, yes. a desire to, in the morning, I give him my best and I, mm. and I go to him and I, in the car, I listen to it. I, I listen, mm-hmm. you know, I read in different translations and different versions. And, and if I don't understand something, I'm going to seek a simpler version yes. to help understand because it's not about just gaining all the information and trying to dive deep into it. It's allowing the spoken word of God to speak to us. Yes. And that's, that's amazing. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I you know, I think about one of my favorite things is to think about how the throughout the Bible we can read where people were quoting the Bible. So like imagine even Jesus, he's hanging on the cross and he begins to quote I think it's Psalm twenty two hmm. is what he quotes. And it's like, wow, he's 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 he is the word of God. Quoting the word of God, praying the word of God, like it's constantly wow. revealing itself to yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. That's anyway, good. yeah. So uh, so far, we've been talking about <laughs> you and like how you connect with God and make Him first in your life. Mm-hmm. I want to transition just a little bit, and I like to ask how you motivate others to give like everything for Jesus. Mm. So. Um, yeah, we'll just kind of start there. So how do you, like, encourage people, call people into living life for Jesus, like, all in? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't really know one way except to just live that that's myself. Good. You know, when I've yeah. been around people, you know when you've been around someone and you're like, I want that. Mm-hmm. I want that. And I've been around people, and they didn't tell me to do anything. I just knew that they had something that I wanted. Wow. 
And so I began to emulate. I remember being a young, uh, new believer, and I saw this woman at church that I was like, man, I love when she worships. She seems to really be meeting with someone. And I remember I said, can I take you to lunch? And I just... I positioned myself to receive from her, right? So I, mm-hmm. I just started asking questions like, tell me what you know. Tell me how it's, how did you get there? And so I don't know another way except to yeah. do that myself, you know, and, yeah. and, and hopefully that will provoke people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. there, there's two, I want to flip that question sort of mm-hmm. upside down because what I hear maybe is, is two suggestions. First of all, if you're hungry to go go all in. Mm, yeah. But the second, if you do see someone, I so wish that people mm. would ask yes. more questions. Yes. Like, how do you do this? How mm-hmm. did you get here? Not that any of us are special, but like no. with Cameron, he's got a passion for so many things. Mm-hmm. I so wish people would ask Cameron or me yes. or Leah. Mm-hmm. It's just a... Yeah. Uh, it's a craft that's lost of just, hey, I would take people to, to go co- for coffee, yes. to yeah. talk about yeah. prayer, to talk about whatever, leadership, yes. yeah. whatever it is. So that, that, that would be my desire is more people asking, yes. how do I get that? Yes. Oh, what a beautiful, que- what a humble, beautiful question. Because when people ask that, I want to give them everything. Yes. I'll give you what I have. I'll give you all the time I have. Yeah. I will, Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yes. like I didn't even know you wanted that. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I didn't even yeah. know you wanted that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, of course. Whatever uh-huh. I have, it's now yours. Yeah. Right. I love that, Steve. That's yes. great. Yeah. So um Upper Room, mm-hmm. where where you pastor, it does just a great job. You guys do a great job at capturing the heart of the younger generation. Mm-hmm. So millennials, Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, what do you see? in that generation? Like, what are they seeking? Mm-hmm. What are they looking for? Mm. Um, and how do we, yeah, how do we help them, give them what they want? It, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, yeah. but. I'm gonna reframe it a yes, little bit. Yes, thank you. Uh, last night, because you, you asked everybody that was under 30 to stand up. <clears throat> yeah. So just assume that all of those people and all of the ones that didn't come are listening right mm. now, and you get to speak over them. Yeah. Hmm. and encourage them and give them a little push. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I, you know, I think that what that generation is longing for, both millennials and Gen Z, Gen Z maybe even more so, is something real and authentic. Right. I don't think that they're looking for frills. I don't think they want to be, they don't want to be told to do something and not see that's that that's real. Um, they are like they're over religion, they're over church, but they're not over Jesus. They're That's not right. over the gospel. They're not over the presence of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, but they're looking for something real. And I think they're also looking for truth. And so I think that sometimes we've dressed things up too much for them. And they're like, just give me something real. Yeah. Like, I don't need smoke and mirrors I'm looking for something real and so just I think also they're crying out for truth what is truth like tell me who I am you know I think that like the gender identity crisis is and it's because maybe some of us leading haven't been clear enough about who you are what you're here for and I think when we are in settings like that and we acknowledge young people 
we tell you, hey, you're valuable. You're, you are, um, what you're bringing here to this community is invaluable. And I think a simple acknowledgement goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. Good. What yeah, would you say, Cameron? Y- yeah. I mean, what I broke down from what you just said, and it, you said some incredible things. And one of the things that popped in my head as you were speaking was, this next generation or this current generation, mm-hmm. what what they're searching for is encounter yeah. over experience. Mm. Because I think everywhere they go mm. and everything they experience on their phones, it's all about an experience. It's oh, like, wow. let me present to you this new trend. Let me mm. let me present to you this new cool thing that you can do to get recognized or mm. noticed. And I think the church, Big C Church, has an opportunity, and it feels like you all are doing this very well, and in, in, in inviting an opportunity for young people to come in and say, there's nothing fake going on here. Right. You're going to walk in here and experience an encounter yeah. with God. You're going to have an encounter yeah. with yeah. the Holy God, and that bleeds from your passion and the passion of the people mm-hmm. that are in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's a powerful idea, encounter over experience. Wow. Yeah. So uh, we're going to wrap up the podcast, but I would encourage you to listen to this one again mm-hmm. and have your kids listen to it, have your teens listen to it, share it with a friend, uh, because there were some, I think, some really powerful nuggets on mm-hmm. uh, some practical ways to develop a, a lifelong intimacy. Yes. And it's never done. Right. right? I, I feel like I'm just starting. Yeah. Doesn't it feel that way? Yes. So uh, so mm-hmm. even those simple practical things can help you take a lifelong journey of what it means to be, to have this intimate relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And really, we have a deep desire to impact a generation that the world is trying to pull to yeah. hell. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, so we have a heart for those who are younger and mm. we so want to offer an authentic Jesus yes. that is real, that is not Amen. a liar, yeah. and that mm-hmm. always has their best interest in mind. Amen. And so that's that's been our prayer. That's our focus. And uh, so hopefully this podcast has blessed you as we try to help you, Team Vineyard, uh, love Jesus even more, grow together, and give back. So thanks for ha- tuning into the podcast, and we will see you this weekend. Amen.